Today on FranX, we're going to dive into how do you measure your ROI when it comes to franchise development and working with the broker network and deploying your budget. Coming up next on FranX. Sometime over the holidays, Charles, we're going to have to do a look back at some of our old videos because I think we've come a long way since the early stages of telling these stories. I think so. And, and then, you know, um, there's definitely been a progression here. <clears throat> and, and this is the last of our broker videos, at least for a while. So people may be asking. Why are they so fixated on brokers? But in this last part here, I think it's pulling it all together, measuring the ROI. And I think you've asked a good question in the Facebook group, which is what you, what should you expect on ROI? Yeah, and that's, that's where we're, we're going to start is expectations. Because then when you work backwards and you go through all the planning that we've given you over these last seven videos, you're going to see that there's formatting that go, goes against this. So... Let's talk about ROI. What is it? How should you how should you look at it? Um, so, in, I'll I'll tee it up. ROI in franchise development is tricky because we're not selling a widget. We're selling a change of a life, an investment of a life savings, and really taking it's a calculated risk, but taking a risk into a business that you have no control over as an operator. So the complexities of ROI, the return is already challenged because this is not a simple buy. This is not something, this is not a one-to-one -one exercise. Even as much as buying a car, like automobile dealers can run commercials and attribute some sort of ROI, but the reality is it's because of the, the, the time and energy that has been spanned over years and years of marketing we have TV commercials, radio commercials, sponsorships at sporting events, auto shows, uh, street view on your unit. Like there's a lot that's going into that puzzle piece. And frankly, if auto, auto dealers had to attribute direct ROI, say to a Google ad campaign, they would also struggle because I watched that commercial and I can't push a button on my screen to automatically take me to that website. So franchisors for a very long time have started with, I spend X, where's my Y? And you gotta, you gotta flip your opinions on the side. You gotta take that piece of paper and you gotta move it over here because the funnel doesn't work that way. So understanding how the funnel works will start molding your expectations that currently as of November 24th, uh, 2021, the average franchisor is spending somewhere in the range of $25,000 per deal, whether that's uh, cash out to a broker, which the broker network ends up being a little bit more expensive than $25,000 per deal because you have all the expenses that go into actually marketing and communicating there. You have $25,000 to the broker network or you have $25,000 organically. Like that's a good starting place. You want 10 deals next year, you're going to budget 250, you spend 250, return on investment is those 10 franchisees. And then we get into level two, which we'll talk about, which is what is the value of that franchisee? But generally speaking, my opinion is 
in order to understand what your return on investment is, you got to start with what is your investment level and the return expected. You want 10 deals, you budget 25,000 per, you have a $250,000 deployment budget that gets distributed. And the reality is when you hit the end of that 250,000, most brands end the end of it in December or November or October, and when you look at the lag time, that actually pushes your investment for 2022 into 2023. So like my, my whole long-winded opening statement is to say, this is not an easy equation. Understand that because that's going to help you determine what is your ROI and how are you measuring whether the brokers or your organic is working. Charles, your turn. So there are plenty of startup emerging brands that would love to spend 25,000 per deal. And if they offered up 25,000 per deal, they're never going to get it. Right. Um, so I think in the framework of broker sales, I think broker sales can only be looked at together with other streams of attraction, meaning your organic, uh, meaning your franchising network, your referrals, your your paid ads, because they're going to work hand in hand, right? If you engage in, and you join a broker network with the idea of, I'm going to spend approximately $25,000 per deal. If you get into that broker network and your brand hasn't been seasoned, you don't have the third party storytelling, you don't have the third party PR, you don't have the franchise sales landing pages, and you don't have the friend development team, your budget's useless. So I think you can only, especially for the emerging brands out there, startup and emerging brands, just know you need an all of the above strategy because your broker strategy isn't going to work unless you also have good attraction systems on the digital and the story development. So I, so I think there needs to be a foundation in place before we could even be, start talking about that 25K per deal budget. Uh. Yeah, I mean, all that all that totally makes sense. So as a startup brand, I'm going to try, see if I can do this. Oh, look at that. I almost did it. Okay. Can you read that, Charles? I can, I can actually read it. I can see some of it. Okay. So what I'm trying to chart out is the black line ends up being your budget spend, and the red line ends up being your franchisees that onboard. And the reality is in this model in year five, your budget ends up being less than the franchisees that onboard for various reasons. One is because existing franchisees start to grow. And two, because you've, you've hit the snowball effect, which that's my little circle at the top of your five, that it starts growing. And what you see is those numbers, when I wrote those out, I just wrote them out quick, you go hundred grand a year. And the reality is over three years, you've spent $300,000 at a hundred grand development budget. So now you start having effects because the reality is on that, on that lag time of marketing, you're still going to have value that comes out of it. So the money that you spend in January of 2022 should still have some sort of impact in January of 2024, because it, it the lag time, like people continue to build up in your funnel. And if you continue to evolve your website and not make it stagnant, now there's reason for them to come back. So this, this map, this roadmap, like the reality is there are brands like, and I've, I've talked about this, like a big blue swim school, that they, they actually hit the top of this, this snowball effect in their first year of marketing, because they say we have a giant budget, we understand deal value, 
Therefore, we're going to drive a lot of dollars here to market our business, which also impacts consumer and also impacts when franchisees open. But they hit the snowball effect much faster because they deployed the budget. Most emerging brands have to start small. So you start in year one and you keep growing that budget. And this is where, like, we've talked about this, like, the calendar year is a superficial number. Like, it's January 1 to December 31st is superficial. And we, we sometimes cancel out the investment that we've made into franchise development at the end of a calendar year and be like, oh, that wasn't a good year. But again, like the reality is the dollars that you spend in December will really show their value March, April, May of the next year. And therefore, it's hard to equate the ROI to this. So, but you brands want to get to the snowball effect. That's ultimately what they're fighting for. And to get to that snowball effect, it's going to be a mix of, of two, two elements Two main elements. Element one is going to be how much have you put into franchise development, whether it's the brokers or organic or website or people. Um, and then two is how are your franchise franchisees doing? Are they onboarding? Are they growing? Are they thriving? And if they are, then those two elements at the top of the top of the story end up creating the snowball effect. And underneath it is do you have good vision, leadership, uh, stability with your team? Uh, are you driving a good return on investment for how much it costs to get into your business, how much you can make? Are you saturating markets where you've already created a footprint and you're, you're getting more franchisees to get excited because the customer base keeps growing in that marketplace? Um, are, are, is your product continuing to show innovation so that you can stay ahead of the competitor when, competitors when everybody's fighting for a, a share of market uh, or wallet? Um, and then are your franchisees validating and now you hit all those elements quicker than that, that year five on this map. Like that, that's, that's a superficial number, but that, that moment is what you're going for where your budget is less than the franchisees that are signing and opening. And this should happen both internal and external. And obviously I'm marking this off in year four. This is a, a roadmap. Most brands though, in franchising, I'm talking way too much and I, I'm, I'm sure I'll get the hate mail for this, but most brands in franchising, the merging brands, they play here. They're like, I hired a PR firm. I spent some money on the portals. I did my website. And they get to December 31st. They're like, none of it worked. And they panic and they back off and they don't commit to the gig. And then therefore, year two, like the spend keeps going up and the franchisees actually go down because they're like, they panic, they switch, they pull the pedal off of everything that they were doing. And it fails. And in my opinion, this is where in, for franchise development to be successful, if, if, the, if the Zors are budgeting, even to the broker network, on a 24-month run, your, your likelihood of a return on investment is significantly higher because of the amount of time it takes for leads and candidates to mature. Well, I thought the tactical difficulty was me. It's actually Charles. I guess that's that's the that's the play in uh in going real time. Thank you for our audience saying no sound. Uh, I was trying to figure it out. I hope you can you can hear me now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run with the the close here. We will we will edit this down so it works. Uh, here's here's the close on ROI with the broker network, which obviously we just gave you uh, a ton of insight into this. Um, you're going to want to set up what are your goals, 
Got Nick. Hey, look at that. Th thanks. Thanks, whoever whoever is listening out there. Uh, you're going to want to set up your goals. So what are you trying to accomplish in 2022? Set that out. So we want 10 deals. We want 25 deals. We want 50 deals. Whatever that deal value or deal count that you want, you set up your goal. You extend that into 2023. So if I'm you, I would still set out, like, what is my goal for that following year? So you're looking at an 18 to 24 month run. Now you've set your goal. Now you build your strategy. How are we going to go uh, attack this? And we've gone through how to market to the broker network, how to work with them, how to coach them, how to give them the tools so that when they're doing territory checks, you can give them the materials to actually win and push their candidates through and push your brand and understand your why you why now. And then you go into the tactics. What are the tactics to go make this uh, be accomplished? And this goes back to uh, what are you doing? How, how are you getting in front of the broker networks? How are you fixing your website? How are you, how are you, how are you making all these adjustments from a tactical standpoint and deployment standpoint to go help facilitate the why you why now to the audience that you're going in front of? That's how you set up your, your, your groundwork. Now you get to ROI. And in my opinion, ROI very often in franchising is attributed back to what do I get from a franchise fee standpoint? And to the broker network, you're not going to get much. You're basically paying the broker network to go facilitate that deal. And in exchange for that, you're not making any money there. The majority of good franchisors say the franchise fee is irrelevant to us. Now, do, do some of them use it to deploy uh, dollars against support and training and getting a franchisee onboarded? Totally. They absolutely do. Um, but most of them, it's not, it's not a revenue generator. Now, when you start measuring ROI, the true ROI comes from two areas. One, franchisees, and two, exit. On a franchisee valuation, what is the value of a franchisee to a system? You have a few things. You have the sales that it's going to drive in. How much revenue are you going to earn from that franchisee? So they do 100000 You have 5% royalty. You get $5,000 per year. So that, that's a return. And the idea is that the franchisee is with you for at least 10 years. But even if you micro that down and say over the next five years at $100,000 volume, which we hope they're not doing only $100,000, we're going to get 25 grand. You've attributed an ROI back to what was that franchisee worth. So now here's the magic number. If you take $25,000, 5%, $100,000 a year, you get the $25,000. Now the reality is that offsets the cost of the deal. So now you go marginally up. So your average unit volume is $250. Now you've, you've doubled the amount of money that's coming in. Is that enough? Maybe. It goes up to $500,000. Now you've You've multiplied it by 5x. So part of understanding like how much is the, the value of the deal comes back to, or how much you want to spend to get a deal comes to the value of the deal is what are you going to get from a royalty standpoint to make sure that you're getting a return on investment for the long term, forget about exit. Then you qualify these franchisees. When your franchisee comes on board, you look at them as scalability. Uh, do they have the ability to get to two units, three units, four units, five units, or can they increase their gross revenue at a pace that is that is steady if it's a if it's a one unit brand can they increase it so that the royalty continues to pull up over time if you put these things into play now the sudden you can attribute a, a value of your deal back so you go all back to the starting line this is where you measure your ROI what is your return on investment what is your investment what is that i you may say well Franchise EX is going to be worth $100,000 to our business without an exit 
exits can be 1x, can be 7x, can be 30x. Put that to the side. But we, we figure out the value that now it allows us to figure out how are we going to engineer, how are we going to engineer what we're going to invest into this business to win? So last thing, and then, then I'll close this out. There was a franchisor that I was talking to. He goes, if I spend $500,000, you guarantee me that I'm going to get X number of deals. So like, I wish. I wish I could guarantee you it, whatever. But the reality is I can't put lipstick on a pig. There are elements that are beyond marketing and beyond franchise development that are out of our control, whether that's the development lead or me. Like the reality is there's a lot of other noise. How are we operating? What's the vision of the leadership? Are franchisees validating? Like, again, like we've, we've created this very complex equation. And I said, okay, so here's the deal. 100 grand, you put 100 grand in, not 500. 100 grand in and we get, get a deal. Are you happy? It's like, no. I said, well, what's the value of a deal? And he goes, somewhere in the range of a million dollars. I said, okay. So you're unhappy because your perception is it should cost $10,000 per deal. Well, yeah. I said, okay, I'll write you a check for $100,000 right now. You give me a check for a million. I'm not doing that. I go, why? Because that's a bad deal. I go, right. But if you reverse the mindset, it sets up a different tone to get you to win. So the point being, if you're going to figure out what is your return on investment, you need to figure out what are you comfortable investing, whatever that baseline is. And I've, I've, I've advised this before that based on the performance of your franchise growth, your development, every time you sign a deal, you might say, we're going to put $15,000 more into this nest egg for development. So that's, that's what is, what are, what am I going to invest in the front end? Then we measure what is the value of a deal. So are we comfortable with this cost per deal? Then we're going to figure out what is our strategy. Then we're going to figure out our deployment strategies. Then we're going to figure out how are we going to measure this and measuring this comes back all the way to the beginning. If we want those 10 deals, then this is what we're measuring against. Now, there are so many different layers. And if you look at our workbooks that are accompanying this, you'll see like there's other indicators that you want to look at as a franchisor. Do you have traffic to the website and the markets that you're looking in? Are you getting leads in the markets that you're looking in? Are you getting applications and are you getting deals? Those four indicators will help you figure out like what is the value? Is this even working? Is this working at the cadence that you want it to work at? So getting to ROI whether you're measuring it with a broker or you're measuring it with franchise development, period, is quite simple. Start with the deal value, go to what you're comfortable investing, put your tracking pieces in place, make sure your deployment strategy is sound, watch back these other seven videos that we've done on, on working with the broker network, and this will set you up to at least create wins. And again, in franchising, franchising is freaking hard, it's not you just do this pathway and you automatically win. You have to look at other indicators to get comfortable with the, the fact that this is, this is a long-term play and not an easy sale. And if you can do that, then you should be able to win at franchise development. Uh, I'm Nick Powell's uh, Charles Internicola's sound broke somewhere in the middle of this. I thought it was me. I went into other screens trying to solve this, but it still sounded like a broken thing. We're going to get him to fix his microphone for the next video, I promise you. And I'll still talk too much, but we'll still come to good conclusions for you, our Franex audience. See you later.